Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey guys, you know that I love virtual bingo and that is why I'm going to be on Miss Richfield's bingo tonight. Play at playbingobonanza.com. I'll put it in the description. I will be there with my friends, Matt and Byron, and I am so excited. Play along. It's free. All of that's going to be in the description. Mahalo, and I hope to see some familiar listener faces and or captions while we play. Enjoy. Aloha listeners, welcome to Spooky Week. It is the week that Halloween will be happening. So I have an extra special guest this week. It is someone I've admired very much for a long time. The voice of Thackeray Banks, uh, Max Goof from a Goofy movie. And you guys know that I absolutely adore a Goofy movie. Like so much. It's a little freakish how much I like it. But without further ado, I just wanted to let you guys know that Jason Marsden, who is the voice of probably your entire childhood, is going to be a guest. But first, there's some housekeeping I'd like to take care of. Uh, The Hocus Pocus show is almost sold out. Mad thanks to to Mars for doing the intro for Nicole Hollowell and uh, tickets for that. There'll be an ad right after this. Then also Diamond in the Rough Clothing has a 15% off code as well as Dash of Pep. You can find that at checkout. Just enter PDKMO. Wow, you can you tell I'm about to be traveling? I'm about to be traveling. So when you hear this, I will be in Canada. Anyway, everything else will be in the show notes. And I hope you guys enjoy season two, episode five with Mars. Are you going to be visiting Florida in the next few weeks? If so, you need to go to thesandersonsisters.com right now and your favorite Halloween movie is going to be live on stage with drag queens. Uh, My good Judy, Nicole Hollowell, has been putting this on as a labor of love for a very long time, backed by overwhelming demand, two nights only in South Florida. It is a drag tribute. It is everything and more. Tickets are going fast Friday, October 29th and Saturday, October 30th. Get your spoop on, go to the sandersonsisters.com and all of that is going to be in the description. It is 21 plus, there's an alcohol bar, snacks, etc. pre-show, and there's gonna be an intermission as well. It'll be at the Lake Park Black Box Center for the Arts at Kelsey Theater, 700 Park Avenue, West Palm Beach, Florida. You cannot miss this show. I am telling you, Henny. All right, sandersonsisters.com, get your tickets now and get your spoop on. Mahalo. Aloha, my friends. This is Please Don't Kick Me Out. Welcome to season two. I told you I would be bringing the big guns this season, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. Boom, big guns. Uh, And we were doing video this season, something I was really shying away from. So uh, before we begin, y'all know this is my Moby Dick, my white whale, 
Jason Marzen, aka Max Goo, Thackery Banks, you name it, he's probably been in it. Curious, we got him. What's now, I'm happening? I'm so about to murder you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, <laughs> Mars, why don't you go ahead and give everyone your 30,000 over bit overfoot view of who you are, what you do, etc. My 30, my what? My 30,000? Just like your elevator pitch. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard that, that phrase before. Uh, I am Mars. I am uh, Jason Marsden. I've been an actor for 35 plus years, originally from Rhode Island. Uh, I have been, I've had a very fortunate career working in animation and 90s sitcom television, a few movies nobody saw. And I, uh, uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I work with musicians and comedians and i'm still acting still doing all thing i'm i'm a, I'm a, I'm a non-stop uh, train you know i absolutely adore this um so funny enough i actually spent about mm, six weeks or so in newport when my husband and i are moving to hawaii so i'm a military spouse yes navy don't thank him for his service he doesn't want it can you explain that Oh, you know what? You know, like when people say like thoughts and prayers, like that's like thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah. And so, like whenever, like I say thank you for your service to him, it's like a running joke between us. Like we appreciate, like obviously as a military person, he appreciates yeah, yeah. it. But he's always like, you know, what's funny. <laughs> so I I dabble in stand up, and I'm working yeah. on a stand up bit about um, the military. How 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 running into uh, men and women of of the military make me uncomfortable because. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't like, I don't, I like, I've been on an airplane where the, 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 the pilot's like, all right, I want to thank everyone, uh, you know, our, our, our men and women of service on, on the airplane. I'm looking around like, who, who are they? And, and they, they <laughs> get applause. I'm like, I'm like, sure they get applause, but wouldn't they rather have like, you know, uh, decent healthcare and, 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 you know, a good paycheck and be taken care of for the rest of their life as opposed to applause, there. applause and, and recognition. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's where no, that was makes, coming from. It makes absolute sense. Uh, well, I, I actually before we press record, I did mention this, and I am very vocal about it. Uh, when I moved to Hawaii, I got continuation of care. I have ADHD. Uh, I, I'm a lot currently unmedicated thanks to Tricare screwing up. Um, they yeah, it was it was lovely. And my husband actually had to fly back to Maryland for training after we get all of our stuff here. We're settled. We've been married. Uh, after this will release after we've been married for four years. So, um, so the 25th, if you're listening to it, it's the 25th, um, spooky week. So I, they basically, the doctor should have caught that I was in adjustment disorder, like where I'm like, I just moved. We own a house in San Diego. I just, we just moved. My husband was deployed for a whole year. Yeah. The full circle is going to come back. I promise yeah. to wh why I'm obsessed with a goofy movie. Sure. But, um, no, so I hear you. He was gone, and then so he flew out, and it was the same week that he was deploying last year with COVID. It was just like a total nightmare. My husband's been in for 16 years. Um, for him, he has to be in for for the 20. For him to feel like he's satisfied, it's like a fuck you pay me. Like mm -hmm. uh, he's been in since 18. He uh, used to work at Knott's Berry Farm. His running joke is first thing I ever had to like wear a shirt for was the baby. So he commissioned in 2013, and then uh, came to Hawaii the first time. He's had a very, very lovely padded career where he went to, he's from LA. So San Diego, then Naples, Italy, boo-hoo. And then, and then commissions, Hawaii, Denver, where he met me. I'm from Colorado, Colorado till I die. And then we got married and then he short toured, we came to San Diego. And then uh, when we, when he, we were moving to San Diego, 
he had eight weeks of, of training. So he was, uh, and we moved to Pensacola, which is where before we pressed record, I was like, I think I remember seeing you because I made him take me to Pensacon, not for any other reason, but because Joey Patone was going to be there. Like my husband was like, my husband's a big nerd. He loves Magic Gathering. He loves all this stuff. I remember blazing past bars, like walking feline, feline to Joey Patone. And then I love Lance Bass with every ounce of my being and I'm a queer person. So of course I was like, you know what, Joey, you're, you're, you're satisfactory. I was wearing a dinosaur dress. And I hugged this man so hard and started sobbing. And my husband and I were talking about this actually yesterday as on our way to to some errands. And he was like, well, are you going to tell Mars that story? I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell Mars that story. He's like, he's like, because I remember this, like people were freaking out. It was like a beeline. It was so many people. And they were like, and they're like, do the voice, do the voice. And you were doing it. And so um, it was funny because at the time I didn't know what I didn't know because all I cared about was Joey Batone. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> but, um, but at Pensacola, Pensacola was pretty cool. And that was my first uh, foyer into any type of con sphere. And then I went to drag con and then I went to Comic-Con. I got to volunteer for Comic-Con, which is pretty interesting. Mm. And I, you know, I'm a nerd, but it, I'm overwhelmed by that level. I was gonna of- say, how do you function in a in an environment like like a convention, especially a big one, did you say Dragon Con? You went to Dragon Con? No, I went to drag like RuPaul's Drag Race Con. Oh, dig it, dig it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was that was like drag. That was like Comic Con, but like rainbows, pink glitter, and then just like a lot of a lot of randomness. Like I want to go. It's I didn't so even much know this thing. It really is. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And so I went with my best friend, and then and then Comic Con, I volunteered. That was like all in 2019, and my husband got ready to deploy. So how did I get up into Goofy Movie? Hold on, I want to ask you. Hold on, yeah. how does someone with ADHD function? Like, how did you function in a in a, what I describe as like getting your head stuck in a pinball machine kind of environment, like Good a comic con? Because I actually didn't know I had ADHD until uh, so I was a marketing director for Lawyers Title San Diego. I got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, and then they were like, and then my <laughs> husband was like, he has ADHD himself, and he yeah. was and he had on his ship been put on Stratera, and he was like, babe, I'm gonna have you take this test. Cause I was like, he would come home from work. And I was like, starting, I started this podcast because I was like, I want to do this thing. I think, I think everyone feels this way. I want to explore this. I want to do this thing. So I, he comes home and I'm just sobbing. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I can't even do the most basic task. And so he's like, he goes to the computer. He prints out a thing. He has me take it. And I'm like, I, he's like, you scored a 60. I'm like, oh, is that good? He's like, no, like ADHD is like a, 30 or below, like you, you need to call a doctor. So I got diagnosed, it was almost 31. I now am 32, will be 33 next year. And I had to then advocate for continuation care. So how, how did that make me feel? Well, I didn't know at the time what I didn't know. Cause like when you are diagnosed later in life you just think everything, like I always knew I was a lot for people. Like I always knew that like things made me uncomfortable but I would also like just not notice it. I was like, well, everyone else seems like they're having fun. So I'll just panic through it. Like just didn't know, you <laughs> yeah, know, I yeah. didn't know what I didn't know. So, um, obviously, uh, I'm very glad to have the diagnosis now. My, my dog is also medical alert. He's under the table, medical alert training, um, for anxiety, but yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad I didn't die. <laughs> like I'm glad you are too. goodness, because I, I, it's funny. I have like the, I never thought I would be, uh, someone that people like on TikTok and I'm not even that famous on TikTok. But people, like I once I changed my stuff to Powerline World Tour, everyone was like, "Oh, Goofy Movie, 
you are a, you, you must tag you in all of the things. So when you're you ADHD, are a people, you, you don't just like something right. a little bit. You love it. Absolutely. A lot. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously for me, my heart is with a goofy movie and that's because I watched it probably 300 plus times when my husband was gone. Uh, he was gone from September until May, the end of May. And then we moved. Uh So, um, so for me, like he had never seen it and we watched it in actually Rhode Island, believe it or not. And he was like, I don't understand why you love this so much. And I was like, hi, dad soup. Like, hi, dad soup. I love it. Cause my, my parents took me to the movie theater when I was a kid. So I'm just really excited to have you here. Really excited to be here. Um, and I'm grateful for, uh, you know, just that you're taking the time to be with us. So thank you for joining. Please don't kick me out. Um, because I interview a lot of millennials, no. uh, we are very much nostalgia based. So thank you. Mahalo. Sure. I love the name of the podcast too. Thanks. Yeah. It's a name. It's also a request. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's flipped backwards because I have an old computer, but this is uh, my my branding designer, Lara. She created the ultimate nineties graphic. It kind of reminds me of Saved by the Bell. Just a little bit. It looks like it's something that could have been on like Nickelodeon, you know, yeah. Yeah. Don't kick me out. Hosted by Dave Coulier. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been on, you know, a a smattering of different podcasts. One of which uh, my friend, Mike Valdez and I just re-recorded an episode or recorded a new episode. He's a comedian in South Uh Carolina. And he like loves you so much. And he was like, okay, well put in a good word for me. And I was like, (laughs) so um, because it's spooky season, I asked my audience for questions um, before we go into maybe how you've dealt with this feeling of not fitting in or whatever, but you've had this really beautiful career. So uh, the questions I got, (laughs) you know, it's funny who, who likes just random things you've done. So I have one person that will die for Kovu. (laughs) <laughs> my best friend will die for Spirited Away. Yes. I've got uh, a couple people who are obsessed with like Thackeray. Uh, most people are didn't know you were Thackeray Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it last night just to confirm. Were you, were you like, was it just the voice of the cat or were you also the person? Because I couldn't tell. I know I voiced the cat and I voiced the person. That actor was uh, Sean. Oh. Uh, actor still is Sean Murray. Interesting. Uh, and he was he was hired originally to play human Thackeray and do the voice, but as the as the like, constantly evolving. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it was. All I know is I got a call you know to read for this thing, and when I booked it, I was I was looping the cat and also uh, Sean as well. It was just cheaper to put me behind a microphone than get the cameras and put me in the outfit and See, go on location. That would answer a question that someone had asked. They said, "What was it like to work with three talented women?" And I was like, "I don't." know if that's uh, what happened. <laughs> I have I've worked with hundreds of talented women. Uh, and uh, yeah, sadly, I did not get to work uh, on the same in the same space as uh, as the fantabulous uh, Bette Midler yeah. and Sarah Jessica and Kathy and Jimmy. Did you ever expect this is a question for me? Did you ever expect these things that you've done to become such cult following? No, I mean, no, you work on something and, uh, and and you just kind of forget about it. And I mean, th- there was a time in my life where I got so excited. I thought everything that I worked on was gonna be a hit. Oh man, this is what this job is gonna make me. Oh my God. You, and, the, and the ones that are so good, like the, they don't get picked up or they just get forgotten about. And, uh, and I always, I mean, I knew Goofy Movie was gonna be special. I knew it was special. Yeah. Uh, we knew it was very well taken care of and, and, and I'm, I'm very proud of the work I did on that. And 
uh, but, but yeah, never would have guessed in a million years that it would have, it, it sustains the way it is now. I mean, it's on your shirt for crying out loud. It's in the, it's your, Oh, I, I have a, I have many and I, I believe you carefully. Um, yeah. but for me, it's like, okay, so I, I have like the plate, I was saying the power line plate in Hawaii, cause someone on TikTok had one in Arizona and I was like, would you be offended if I copied that? That's great. Yeah, Hawaii, yeah. And so I got it. And then uh, today I've got to share the story with you cause it's so cute. And I actually put it on TikTok, but I went to the market right before and I pull my wallet out, which is of course my lounge fly power line one. And I'm, and I'm pulling out my ID because he doesn't believe that I'm of age because clearly I have like Disney Channel of age. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and his name's Noah, sweet man. He works at Malama Market. I'm in like Capilay. Like I, I actually see the Elani, the Disney Elani from my house. And okay. uh, so, and I'm in this place called Makakila, which is like on a mountain. So super quiet, sleepy. And they know me. They're like, oh, it's B, what up? Like, so I've lived here now since. Mm, yes. So <clears throat> as Noah's a new cashier because they were hiring new people. And he's like, man, I love your wallet. And I was like, oh, you do? And he's like, yeah, I love that movie. And I was like, oh, you know, Max Goof, right? And he's like, yeah, you mean Jason Marsden? Like literally those are the words that comes out of his mouth. I was like, yeah. So I have a podcast. I'm about to interview him. And, and he's like, his like little young brain just flew out of his head. Right on, right on, Noah. Like, yeah, like if you have like the, if, I was like, if you see my car, it has the power line plate. I'm still trying to figure out what vinyl I want to put on it, but we'll see. So uh, that is actually, I got my plate like finally last week and we ordered it like months ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Hawaii was like, Hawaii is like, I'm like, did it get delivered by turtle? Probably. Um, Cause you gotta get used to like the slow island lifestyle. But to, go it, yeah. to your point, like we don't know what people are gonna resonate with. And it's so, Goofy Movie is so ingrained in people my age bracket. I think because like, I think I was like well, four or five when it came out. And I remember going to see it with my mom. Like my mom took me to like a matinee and I got to go see it with my mom. And then the 2000 movie that came out, we watched it on DVD. My sister told me we watched it on DVD. And as a kid, like I didn't get to see like all parts of movies. So I I probably didn't see Hocus Pocus until we got cable as like, that was probably when we moved to Colorado. So I was born in Minnesota. So when we moved to Colorado, then finally had cable so like a lot of my growing up I didn't really ha- like know what was going on like the Disney channel was like elusive we didn't have her the Nickelodeon we did elusive we didn't have it so it was interesting to kind of come into that and then I had to like make up for lost time and watch all the movies um I, I love a Disney channel movie but <laughs> like um uh, but the hocus focus like seeing how much my friends love it and there's just so much merchandise like my friend Trish who lives in Miami, she was just, she was just at Walmart looking for the specific cupcakes. And she was like, I couldn't find them. I was like, okay, I don't know. Cause it was, um, it, I like it. I resonate with it. I love the movie, but like you, I, I would have never imagined that that would be so called classic, but of course. Well, yeah, there's, there's cereal now. And then someone sent me a picture that some restaurant here in Nashville is doing a hocus pocus sushi. It's a special sushi. It's got oh, like, the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, man, you know, one, you never think, you never think one day no, work on something and the next day sushi. Yeah. I had someone really bring, I had another person bring up that their favorite thing that you did. It's just was, water. Oh, that's fine. I don't, I don't even judge. <laughs> My eyes did not go. Whoop. It's just water. It's fine. So someone brought up that you uh, were on, okay. I remember you on step-by-step. I loved step-by-step. Like right on, yeah. Because we didn't have cable, so we had Friday night. Right? TGIF, dig TGIF. it, yeah. 
Yes. And uh, you were also, so, so they brought up that and then Boy Meets World. Yes. Um, and I remember that as well. And she's like, this is how I'll remember him forever. Like, please tell him I still love him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right on, and, right on. And she was, and she's older than me, but, she, but I just was thinking like. Always remember me as an overdressed, mullet-headed, you know, idiot. <laughs> what was that? The 90s were like, you know what? Let's just all look terrible. I will, I, I will honor my hair. That was my choice. Uh, and uh, it was just, it was just the way it was. It was just the way it was at the time. We're going to yeah. look, we're going to, we're going to look back, you know, 20 years from now and, and think like, really, we're, we're wearing. Oh, I mean, like Gen yes, Z just no. loves to just bring it on back. They're like, you know what? We're going to bring on back all the trends. First, it was all the nineties stuff, which I was like, yes. Okay. Like I can deal with that. I mean, I love a high-waisted moment. Then it was like. <laughs> then I went to Target, like not even maybe like a, a couple weeks ago to Target because there's a Target near me. And I was looking around, I was like, oh God, camisoles and chunky platform. Oh no. And then I was like, oh, low rise jeans. Uh oh, eating disorders are going to pop through again for people. <laughs> I, like, I, I dress, I'm non binary. I'm, I'm, so I, I dress like a dad going to an amusement yes. park in the 90s. I guess I dress like my dad. Or yes. sometimes I'll dress feminine, but that's just kind of where I'm at. And so for What's me, your like, pronoun? Uh, she, her, they, and them. She, they, and them. And okay. then yours are he, him. Correct. Presumptive. I didn't want to like assume, but um, and so it's funny because like whenever someone calls me ma'am now, I'm like, oh. <laughs> or like someone ca- when I wear a mask and it la- this happened twice. I was at the mar- at the market and uh, and I'm waiting to check out and they're like, uh, young lady, you can come over here. <laughs> I, that's been happening most of my because I'm short. And I used to have like really long hippie hair and that it was just rampant whether I had, yeah. and I had a beard and, and there was no masks. It was, just, it was even to my face. So like, <laughs> like, uh, missed, like would you like to be seated? Just delete the beard. They couldn't yeah. see it. <laughs> yes. I love that. So those are the questions I've been asked um, about you. Obviously, um, you are- Did I answer them? Yeah, yeah I answer them. Um, okay. So the next question I had was, what was your favorite role and why? Like, or do you have to do a top five? Man, it's 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 got to be top five because it's hard to pick uh, just one. It's like picking your favorite child. <laughs> I I only have one child, so that's easy to, to choose that one. But uh, you know, I like let's talk about a goofy movie. I love a goofy movie. I love playing Max because I uh, I was a Disney nerd growing up when I moved to California. Still am, and uh, uh, I gotta see my my old Disney poster right there. This is from the '60s and. Uh, but man, getting cast to play Goofy's son, you can't get closer to Disney family than that, you know? Yeah. So that, that's pretty outstanding. And then you know, we mentioned it earlier, how how Goofy movie, how it resonates for so many people. And uh, and that feels good. I've had people tell me like, you know, I've I had a tumultuous relationship with my with my parent and but we bond over a Goofy movie. Aww. And that, I've heard that many times and that that just makes me happy. Um, I liked, uh, I, I worked on the show when I was a kid called, uh, Erie, Indiana. I, I played this, <laughs> I played this character named, uh, Dash X. He had white hair and, uh, it was my first time working with Omri who later we worked together again and Hocus Pocus. Uh, but I liked that. It was like making like a little, uh, little Twilight Zone episodes. Worked with a lot of great people. I learned a lot about work while working on it. Uh, uh, I I loved this cartoon I worked on called Transformers Rescue Bots because oh. you know you ever work on a cartoon or you ever work, you ever work on a, in a job where you just get along with everybody so hard? Yes. Never happened. No, I mean <laughs> fired or 
you 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 find that click you find that yeah. that group of people that you just that that it's instant friendship and long lasting and and I, over the hundreds of cartoons i've worked on this is the first time it's happened where we all it was like a great mixture of of seasoned voiceover performers newer voiceover performers um and we just got we just got it we got along really well we still share a text thread to this day not to mention the fact that i was a transformers nut growing up so that's um that's let me let, there's the top three and those can change how i'm feeling oh, sorry my neighbor oh god gordon hold on now you speak my dog hi 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 hi, hi. So oh, hi, store, uh, oh you're a spaniel. Hi. Yeah, would you like to meet Mars? Yeah, okay. Hi. That's what we're doing. This is Bourdain. 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 Pay attention to me, Bourdain. Bourdain. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he usually just chills in his little bed underneath. Um, well, something scared him. well, yeah, so my neighbors on this side, they have a plant store and then my neighbor, JC, he got really into growing tiapia because Hawaii. Uh, and uh, so they've been doing construction and then he heard something and they're doing construction behind the house. No. And then next door, we have this really lovely lady, Ingi, who just gardens and Bourdain likes to work. That's his favorite thing to do. Um, he's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. He, um, I always tell people low budget because yeah. I literally don't make any money doing this, but I love what I do. So, uh, so this is Bourdain and he says, hello, hi, can you please hi. be nice? Yes. I think so. I think so, mom, I guess. Yeah, we, we don't, my husband and I don't have children, but he is our kid and like, we just love him just as much as he, <laughs> as he would, you know? Yes. So those top three are really cool. Um, and I, I love that you, so I do have one question. Did you? Did you, you didn't voice uh, Goof Troop then, so that was a different voice actor? No, that was, her name okay. was uh, Dana Hill, yes. Oh, cool, okay. Because I have like so much Goof, because I love Goofy, I've always loved Goofy. I don't know why, I just always have Same. gravitated towards Goofy. Yeah. So Goofy movie was like totally in my wheelhouse. And <laughs> before we go into some of these questions, I want to just champion your idea of, well, I don't know if it was single-handedly your idea, but why do we not have a Goofy movie ride? And why are we not turning Aerosmith's ride into a Goofy movie? Like, I, it needs, Goofy needs a ride. He needs more. Someone, someone, uh, it wasn't my idea, but it has been championed by myself and Kevin Lima, the director of a Goofy movie. Um, we think it's a great idea. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like. It, it would be so cool. I never got to ride it. I've only been to Disney World twice. And <laughs> I never got to ride it. So if I had, I'd be so excited. It's great, and it would. Uh, I mean, I love Aerosmith, and uh, and I, you know, I, I like the idea beyond just being biased that it, it would be great to be part of something like that. But uh, but like practically, yeah, the, the the ride is ready for a renovation. Why not something like this? But then the question is, like, do because because on that TikTok that someone posted, mm -hmm. there was hundreds of responses. Most of them that I read were like, no, leave it the way it is. No, not not why a goofy movie. It's it's uh, it's too 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 much nostalgia. But I'm like, but maybe that's, maybe people would dig that. I don't know. I, 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 don't know. Mean, I think it'd be, I, I be a good idea. I like it. That, that, that's what all, that's all I'll say about it. I mean, TikTok yeah. has been very therapeutic in many ways of bringing things back and what goes in my algorithm. It's been very interesting in the last Yeah. Week. I'm now, uh, I'm now in, because uh, I, I posted one video of Orinoco Flow of Inia and now I'm in Orinoco Flow TikTok and I'm like, what is happening? But I find my 
curated feed to be a very happy place, just like my Instagram is a very happy place. And I'm like, hey, no one can hurt me. It's great. Um, but of course, this podcast is about imposter syndrome, which is the feeling of not fitting in or yes. um, the feeling of success. And I, this, these are my signature questions, but I always ask this first one. Do you feel like you have it all figured out? No, <laughs> no. Am I okay with that though? Yeah, yeah no, no, that's actually yes. the point is yeah, yeah. this is what I, you know, this is the whole point of the podcast. It's like, you know, you bring people in mm-hmm. and from all walks of life, people that you assume are more successful than you, what not. And the whole antithesis and what it's boiled down to in the last year of interviewing people from all over the world, all walks of life is no. <laughs> and if you did, then I think you're in the wrong Zoom. You think I'd be talking <laughs> to you right now? <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, see ya, I'm at the beach, bye. <laughs> yeah, and so I love this because like these questions really talk about like how people view like success and failure and all that. Love it, um, bring it. So yeah. this next question is multi-part uh, and it's about imposter syndrome. So like just how you would define it, that feeling. Um, so do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome? In what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Uh, I love this. My my girlfriend uh, of five years was the first time that I heard that term imposter syndrome. She suffers from it, um, and then I, I you know heard it a little bit a lot a lot in like the some of my friends in the cosplay community, um, and uh, yeah, just feeling like you don't belong in your own in your own community. You know, or like she's a burlesque performer and she's great at what she does and. Uh, uh, but sometimes feels like she doesn't deserve to be on that stage or doesn't, doesn't belong there, even though she does. She has the training, she has the, the talent for it, whatnot. Uh, I have I have felt it in the past, as I reflect in my youth, I've definitely felt uh, hints of that, uh, just not belonging, but it's not something that consumes me yeah. personally. It's, it's, it's actually interesting that you say that. So, cause like I, I found that people probably had it in the past, like, but they've overcome it without realizing what it was. And it's only recent that we've been like, Hmm, I'm sitting at home all day. And like, what do I have? Like, what is it? Not textbook. Mm-hmm. And what I've found with imposter syndrome for me personally was like authenticity seems to be, um, what, like when I'm truly myself, then I'm being truly, and I'm truly being vulnerable walls down, who, this is who I am, like take it or leave it. That's when I can combat it the most, but mm. I'm not going to lie. When I, when, when you responded to me, I, it was Friday night and I screamed and I was like, <coughs> what Scott was like, what is going, I was like, the Mars, the Mars, and he was like, use your words, like stop beakering, muppeting. And I'm like, okay. Like I, I did that. Drunk, what do I do? <laughs> so I wrote and I wrote an email. What does this mean? I was like, it's my phone. I'm like, oh ah, no. He's like, stop <laughs> shaking it. I can't see it. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. he's like, okay, like, babe, like, you're going to lose this interview if you don't calm the fuck down. He's like, go take five. So I was like, okay. So I did. So I went. Because you timeouts? You get timeouts? Yeah, we do. Because like, he he has anxiety. I have anxiety. So we just kind of like, we're like, we need to take love- five. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So do your thing. I go do my sure. thing. And we also have different types of ADHD. So my my guest, that was my second guest of season two is ADHD coach Ron, who is obsessed with a goofy movie, like to the point where like that is his identity. And uh, he and I met through, uh, we call it a, a yep talk. Yes. And 
he was on my podcast and he's an ADHD coach. And so he asked me, like he did a character profile of me, like strengths, weaknesses, that kind of thing. Yeah, which was really cool. It was really insightful. But he used to like ask me questions about Scott's ADHD. And I like didn't know how to answer them because I was had to think about it. I was like, ooh, I'm sure. it's that one. But uh, yeah, so we'll do like a take five. But to go to your girlfriend, with the burlesque and all that, creativity is like so weird because you never feel like you can be in a space, like especially as women, like because we have such societal standards on ourselves. Plus, like then, oh, like, am I good enough at this? Am I good enough at that? Like, but I, I have seen what she does, and she is incredible, and she should never feel like that, and she does belong to be on that stage. So, cosign. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that. But but I mean, like, is, is validation really? I mean, does it help? I mean, what cures yeah. imposter syndrome? I mean, you could yeah. tell her that left and right. Um, it, it, you're, you're still going to feel it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then that's like the podcast, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I have tips on how I how I combat it. For me personally, this is going to sound weird, but I walk myself like, I'm like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Okay. And I walk myself through the worst case scenario. And then I like set my bar real low. So if the worst case scenario does in fact happen, I'm like not going to be shocked by it. And then when it's not, and it's like a better case scenario than what I thought, I've already like walked myself through the mania of like that being the worst thing ever. Like I used to be so afraid to ask people to be on this podcast. So I was like, okay, like um, I, I really like this thing, mm-hmm. but I don't, I didn't feel like I had enough feet behind my podcast, even though I did the whole time. And mm-hmm. like, I was begging my friends at first. So it was weird. And so now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, say yes, say no. If you say no, I'll move on. Bye. Like, and, and I won't be offended. I don't take it personally. Um, and I also like, but that's just because of trial and error, but like, I didn't know what I didn't know when I started this thing. I mean, heaven forbid the, the podcast about it, <coughs> sure. you know, starting it. So <laughs> you ever heard that, that phrase, uh, uh, oh, they're singing my praises. Mm-hmm. Who, who sings your praises in your life? My husband. Oh, and, and also like my best friends. My best yeah. friends, I've got a really good net. Who else? My, not my family. Well, my sister, maybe. Your sister? Your husband, your sister, your best friends, anyone else? Not my parents. <laughs> not your parents? <laughs> well, recently. No, we're talking only, only people that, that are singing your praises. Who, who else is singing your praises? Your husband? Yeah, your be- I mean, your best my close personal network of like the people that know me and like truly know me. Like, okay. And, you think that's about it? Is that, does that consume? I mean, it doesn't consume like, that's that, but that's it. You'd say that's everyone who sings your praises. <clears throat> you notice <clears throat> you didn't say yourself. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I put myself last. It's something I'm working on. Tara Lynn's my new therapist. My old one, Justina. Shout out to Justina. We love you. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, Justina. Yay. Justina with a Y. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's just funny because like Tara Lynn, right, what we're exploring right now, I don't mind talking about it. What we're exploring right now is I'm an empath and I'm very giving. I'm like the I'm same way. Yeah. To a point of buying that affection, like, like where it's like I'm afraid of like being not fitting in with it. So then I will just mm-hmm. like be overly generous and then like basically concede my own boundaries without realizing it, thinking that I'm being helpful. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to unpack. <laughs> nice, 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 but nice. I'm, I'm, and I'm reading a book that's really great. It's uh, called Dodging Energy Vampires. It's a little kooky. She had me read it. I've been listening to it on audiobook. I came into my therapy appointment last week holding the book like this. Like, <laughs> why would you make me? And she's yeah. like, because I knew you needed to read it. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. 
was like, sweet. So, um, and, and I have therapy with her after this, so I'm excited because I actually emailed her and I was like, you're not going to believe it. The person I said I was too afraid to ask is on the podcast. And she's like, yeah, we can switch you to 10. That's good. So, um, right on. Anywho, so going back to the feeling of imposter syndrome, like obviously you experienced it somewhat to some, some various degree in your career. So let's move on to success. Um, what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? Success to me means, you know, having a stable roof over your head, people in your network who love you, uh, not, not having to worry about, you know, my next paycheck, uh, getting, you know, living life, going to do what I want, you know, that makes me happy. And I'm, uh, I'm like 98% there, you know, like I, I used to think success was like, you know, I'm going to be I want to be on a TV series and be famous. And, you know, I did a TV series and it's, it's, it's fun. It was, it, it, I wouldn't mind doing it again. Do I want to be famous? No, I mean, I like being able to, you know, I mean, I get recognized, but no one's like camping out front of my house. You know, that's, I think that's, that'd be a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> Mars Fan Club just like hangs out there, paparazzi. Yes, I've had that happen. I've heard that happen with friends of mine. They have to, they had to move because like groups of girls would, camp out front of their front gate. It's like, no, I don't want any of that. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I, I'd say, uh, yeah, that kind of sums up my idea of success. How about you? That's pretty much mine as well, because I've realized, in, so I have a, a 11 year marketing career that, well, and I never really wanted to do marketing. Like I went to college for art and then that was tough. And I was like, well, probably shouldn't do this. And I'm, I'm very creative. Uh, I dress like Miss Frizzle and Steve, yes. uh, Rick Steves had a baby plus uh, Lisa Frank. Usually. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very loud. I'm usually, I'm usually a lot for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm used yes. to being- Love it. Dig I it. tried to be in a sorority. That was hilarious. You um, are a sorority. <laughs> I'm my own sorority. You're your own sorority. I'm my, was it, was the, the, the 2000s Goofy movie, were they in a fraternity? Because I, I think they were, they tried to, they tried, tried to, to be yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's me in general. I was like, Hey, all the cool cats and kittens. And they were like, no, you suck because you won't uh, concede. You're so weird. I had a full stint in college where I truly, you couldn't tell me otherwise. I was Hannah Montana. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, that. I dressed like her. I did not care. I had zero, I gave zero fucks. I was like, whatever. And they did not like that. So uh, Alpha P kicked me the fuck out. <laughs> but it's fine. I didn't buy their friendship. It's it's all good. Um, and I, okay. I, you, I didn't, you didn't be, you didn't belong in that construct. Yeah, it, it just know? wasn't for me. My sister, on the other hand, she thrived in sure. a sorority. Good for her. We could not be more opposite. Sure. Nicole Byer is one of my favorite uh, comedians, podcasters, actresses, and she she talks about her dynamic with her sister a lot, and mm -hmm. it could not be more accurate to my sister and I. <laughs> like. My sister is just such a, she's, she's very particular, simple about the things that she loves. And like my best friends and I have to put her in check sometimes. Like she's been traveling for work and she really loved these hotel pillows. And she convinced herself that she couldn't steal this hotel pillow. And we were like, you can just take a pillow. <laughs> and then we're sitting on Zoom while we're all decorating for Halloween. Cause that's what we're doing. Cause my sister's in Colorado and my best friends are in Canada. Two of my best friends are in Canada. And we're, we're doing what we were calling spooky chat. And so like they're decorating and they're having like a great time in Calgary. And my sister in is, you know, in, in her childhood bedroom, still living with my parents, about to move out. And she's like, and she's four years older than me. 
which is people always find that shocking. Sorry, Andrea. Um, four years older than me. And so she's like, oh, I'm going to look up like what brand of pillow that was. And she does. And she pulls it up and she's like, oh, it was $80 for like a pillow. And we're like, oh, $80 for four. Cause like we're all frugal homeowners uh-huh. in this chat, my sister, for sure. which is not a dig. She, um, she had a new chapter on her life. She, um, was very sick for a while and then now she's getting back into the workforce. Glad. Yes. Um, good. Yeah. No, she's doing great. And I'm really, I'm so, I'm so proud glad she's doing better. Not glad that yeah. she's sick. Oh no, no, she's not. And she's not sick. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Um, okay. so, so we're like four, <clears throat> 80 for four pillows, like 80 uh, for one pillow. Like what yes. is it? Yes. And uh, then that has been like the running joke between my friends and I. We're like, where she's like, is that a lot? And we're like, yes, $80 for one singular pillow is a lot of money, Andrea. <laughs> like, but for her, she's like, but I liked it. So, so it's like, anyway, so she, so she did great in a sorority, yay for her. Mm-hmm. And then um, she was in advertising. So I kind of, I went into communications. I wanted to be a radio DJ, realized there wasn't money in that. So I double majored. Graduated in three and a half years, 2010, mm-hmm. uh, from the University of Northern Colorado, moved to Denver after that, lived there for nine years, met my husband in 2017. And, but I kind of like, I, I had all these things I wanted to do, but they just never panned. So in terms of success for me, I feel successful in my marriage. I feel successful as a homeowner. I know that I'm a good person. So I feel successful. You're a successful podcaster. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I'm proud of what I, I'm proud of what I do and the product I put out and I'm a really fucking rad military spouse and I know how to help. Like my husband said to me, his favorite quality about me is that even when I don't have the mental space, I still, and this is like, this is like a double-edged sword. I still help. Like, so when a spouse comes to me and they're looking for access to mental health care, I know there's five resources I can give them off my hand because I was, um, I volunteered for the ship last year while they were gone. So I know I'm like, okay, well, you can download this app because there's a barrier to entry and here you can do this and this and this. And I'm just sitting there like sharing voice memos yesterday. And he's like, man, you really care. And you just don't stop. And I was like, yeah, because you just don't turn that off. That You don't turn that part of you off because I didn't have the answers. No one had the answers for me. So I give the answers freely because that's what you should do. Like, and he's like, I like that about you. Absolutely. Um, so I feel successful in my marriage. I feel successful as a military spouse. As a podcaster, I'm getting there. I used to never say I was a podcaster. When people ask me now what I do, I say podcaster, content yes. I didn't used to. I'd be like, I'm former marketing director. Now I'm like, I just, this is what I do. <laughs> You're seeing it. And yes. I call these things um, small serotonin joys. So this is uh, from my friend. He sells this on his website, Diamond and the Rock Clothing Company. Yes. Uh, and he, he's absolutely gagged that I said I would mention him. This is from Ed. Hey. Nice. <laughs> this is from Wonder Gifts. Love it. And I mean, I just I collect them. Like if it's a, if it's Powerline mm-hmm. or whatever, because I Prince was my first concert ever. So Tevin Campbell and Prince that connection. Yes. yes. Nice. Love it. Nice, nice, nice. And so this kind of segues into um, as we're as we're winding down because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a harder stop around a couple ten minutes. Um, I have this new question. Um, yes. I could ask you your fanaticals, which I'm sure you could rattle off, but I want to know your answer to this question. What Muppet are you and why? What, what Muppet am I? I'm Kermit. I'm Kermit because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I like to bring people together, you know, uh, I, I can get easily frazzled, my things. I'm like, I'm Kermit in the Muppet show, you know? Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, a bit of a cruise director, uh, that sort of thing, you know, heart of gold, you know, would do anything for everybody, likes the ladies, you know, in the early, if you talk about Muppet Show, I mean, he's flirting with everybody. <clears throat> I identify with Kermit a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can I see my, um, yeah. I have a variety show that I do and people, and yeah. someone, someone had said that, oh, and Marsden's doing like the, the, a Kermit thing with that. Yeah. That's a perfect segue in. Okay, first of all, yes, I can see the Kermit, the Kermit coming through. I, I, I miss Piggy, Dasha Statler, Waldorf, Beaker for sure. So much Beaker. So yeah, Beaker yeah. all of the time, like, because nice. now my medication's like way the fuck off. So I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, and then Animal, because why not? Um, yes. But this segues perfectly because I always love to ask my guests like what they want to promote. And obviously like you've been in like a number of things. And before I let you rattle into that with your awesome, your I subscribe to variety show and I love it. And you're doing really cool things for Nashville. I'll let you get into that, but I just want to put a plug in here for Hocus Pocus Live, which is in South Florida with my friend, Nicole Hollowell, who is the prolific South Tampa drag queen. And she's been doing it for about, I don't even know how long now, but they're going to be live two nights in West Palm Beach, Florida, the 29th and the 30th. And she's too modest and too embarrassed to ask you to record a promo intro for it. So that was me putting her pussy on the table <laughs> well tell her to uh uh write, write me and and, <laughs> and and yes i would i would be yeah. delighted to do that i know you would and that's what actually she's so modest god damn it nicole just do it nicole but, damn it yeah i know nicole damn it but she's she's gonna be so mortified because i told her i would i told her i wouldn't i was like well she wouldn't be mortified if she had done it her damn self nicole I come know. on well yeah <clears throat> And, and you are so beloved and, and I'm so appreciative of you. And I hope that you follow me on TikTok because I don't think you do. And I was like, well, I will now. I have, I, to, I have to ask. So you have a variety show, which is what we're probably going to talk about next. Yes. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, absolutely. Powerline World Tour. No, stop. I didn't know I was going to, I was just trying to follow you. I didn't know the like, sounds were going to go on. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Always sucks. I'll do it afterwards. Oh, yeah. You got it. I like sent you a million comments. So you're good. Just okay. look for the look for the only person named Powerline. You're good. So okay. your variety show, uh, first of all, it's 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 incredible. I love it. My husband and Thank I you. spent a fair bit of the weekend watching it. And I what I love about it is something that you're doing is similar to what I'm doing right now for Hawaii, where I want to highlight creators in Hawaii. You are doing that for Nashville, which is where you currently reside. So let's take the floor. Give give it yes. all. Uh, the Mars Variety Show, it's inspired by classic variety shows of the 60s and 70s that I enjoyed, like Laughing, Hee Haw, The Dean Martin Show. And I started doing this live when I would move to Tennessee because I was surrounded by so many ridiculous musicians and comedians. I thought the Nashville was just country, but there's a lot more to it than country. Um, and there is a, a growing stand-up comedy scene here. So I thought, you know what, for my 40th birthday, I'm going to throw myself a variety show. I'll be the host. I'll be the Dean Martin. <clears throat> I'll have music over here and comedy over here and sketches over here. And I, and I found a place, we did it live. We found a place where like no one had time to look at their phones. So if there's something on stage, that's done lights out stage, lights up at the bar, sketch at the bar, that's done lights out bar, lights it in, in the middle of the room and I'm working the crowd. And I thought it was so self-serving, just like a one-off thing, but people loved it. They asked me to do more, so I kept doing them. And, you know, long story short, I, you know, my background is television. I can easily see this as a TV entity. Uh, and during quarantine, I thought, I think people will be forgiving if a lot of the 
performances are selfie. It doesn't sound that great. So uh, I did it uh, online on YouTube uh, uh, all last year. And uh, I wanted to wait a bit for the third season because now I have some sponsors. I have some resources and uh, found some more great musicians and comedians and recorded them in a nice uh, studio, good good equipment. It's leveled up. That's the whole theme of this season, leveling it's up. Awesome. You know? It's so awesome. I love yeah. it so much. Thank you. Uh, to my listeners, uh, wherever you're viewing this, whether, I don't know what, I'm figuring out live stuff. I'm still figuring, I'm 84 years old with technology, but I'm trying. <laughs> Mar Jason Marsden is just like, one of the kindest people, everyone that's ever worked with you that's talked to me yeah. has said you are just so lovely. Um, I love what you're doing for Nashville and beyond. I love how much you care for your fans. So the last thing I'll ask is, yes. while we're winding down, um, is if you have any advice for my listeners. Now, my listeners span from Poland. It's her birthday today. Her name is Natalia. Um, and she is my youngest listener. She's obsessed with Broadway and to all the way to people that are like in their 80s <laughs> so outstanding uh, what what advice do you have for people uh whether they just like just to follow their dreams like do you have any advice don't give up no matter what no matter what and your gut will tell you you know that that you belong in, in what in what you're doing and that uh it, it, you'll know it because it fuels you as long as whatever you're doing fuels you it has to feel okay it's not it's all gonna it's not gonna be easy you know achieving your dreams is not easy there's gonna be my in fact my my the season of the mars variety show is all the theme is leveling up and we talk about things like like when you're starting to go after your dream just that that starting is tough you know taking that first step is tough and then the obstacles, there's going to be obstacles to your dream, possibly. How do you deal with those obstacles? Uh, no matter, but it all, it all comes around to no matter what, uh, just don't, don't give up. I mean, I've, I have been challenged by the variety show so many times. Uh, uh, and someone gave me that advice, like, don't stop, just don't stop doing it. So I'm, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. That is the best advice. And actually people have told me the same thing. Like, don't, don't get hung up on the numbers. Don't get hung up on all that stuff. Just keep creating content because eventually something will stick. Yes. Uh, even if I think that my guy, my sheriff Yeti, my drag king is hilarious and no one seems to like it on TikTok, I will still put her out there. She will ordain weddings. I am an ordained minister. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, I don't care. It makes me smile. That's it. it. Makes me laugh. But Perfect. You can't, it's like being a comic. It's like, you can't, you can't perform for that, that one or two people in the audience, not laughing. You got to focus on everyone else and you got to focus on, on, are you being entertained? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And with that, my friend Mars, you, okay. Obviously you're part of my Ohana now. So let me know when you're in Hawaii, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Bring, bring your girlfriend. Like we'll, we'll have the, we'll have a blast. My husband is beyond like stoked. He's like, how's it going? How's it going? I'm like, okay. Notifications <laughs> are off for a reason. But to my listeners, of course, this is Jason Marston, the voice of your childhood, I'm sure, or the voice of now uh, with the Mars Variety Show, which you can catch on YouTube. I'll put all that description in the link. Thank you so much, Jason, for taking the time to speak with Thank me. Thank you, Bianca. Don't kick me out. And I hope you have a wonderful day and we will be in touch soon. Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs>
thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. If you're new here, then you probably don't know this, or maybe you do. I love Disney and I love shopping small, shopping local, and I am an inclusive podcast, therefore I love inclusive brands. So that is why Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company, owned by my friend Mario, is such a great brand that I have to promote it unofficially official sponsor of this podcast. Mario has actually been on my podcast in season one. He is a great human and I love him to death. He is just such a sweet, sweet human who has the funniest, the best, the cutest, cheekiest designs for Disney. Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company is just such an awesome brand owned by such a lovely human. And when you're thinking about buying from Disney brands, shop local, shop small, and shop unique. Diamond in the Rough Clothing space. That's going to be in the description of my podcast. And as always, please let Mario know that you are shopping because I told you to. Thank you. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at p. D-K-M-O podcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support and I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.